All right, guys. Um, the game, Eric Armstead out, Ross Dwelly out, Hargrave out, Burks out, Elijah Mitchell out, um, Charverius Ward questionable, Greenlaw questionable, Burford questionable, Aaron Banks questionable. Go ahead. What happened to Banks? Did you do that uh, practice? Yeah, that's where you can practice. That was today? Uh, yesterday, yeah. Um, like uh, a, a defensive tackle, Kyle, if, without the two starters there. What's that? A defensive tackle spot without uh, Armstead and Hargrave. What do I like? I mean, I'd, I'd like them being there, but but I like I like the other guys on our team too. Are you asking who? Is Miguel going to be? I'm not sure. Okay. But somebody from our building. Uh, the, we'll be down two, so we got to have two more go, and um, we'll make that decision on Sunday. After games, coaches almost always uh, talk to each other and embrace. What do you typically say to the opposing coach after a win, after a loss? I always wondered. Um, I don't really know. Sometimes, I mean, good luck. Best of luck the rest of the year. Good game. You kicked our butts. If that happens, if you did it the other way, you really don't. And it's harder because you don't want to say good game or congrats or anything like that. So you just usually wait for them to talk. So it's sometimes there's stuff to talk about if something happened in the game. Um, but there's no, it's usually just awkward handshake and you try to get out of there as fast as possible. See him at Indy. Javon or Javon Kenlaw, how has he been able to just maybe build a little bit of momentum from just being healthy? Um, I think the best part about him being healthy is what is should be very obvious to everybody, but you get to practice and play football all the time. And football is the hardest sport to prepare for. Um, you, you can't you have to do it 22 people out there. You can't just go practice your shot in the gym. Um, you can't just do one-on-ones in the off-season or anything. You have to really play the game. And you know, you, we don't really get to in the off-season with our off-season rules and stuff. And that's really tough on O-linemen and D-linemen. Um, when you've been hurt every year that you come in and you have to be protected throughout practice the whole week, then you're only really playing on game day. And then you get sore and you miss all that throughout the week. So that's kind of been um, Javon's story since his rookie year. And this year that hasn't come up once and it didn't come up in the off season and he stayed here the whole off season. So he just physically, he was in as good a football shape he could be in, which he's done a couple off seasons, but then he didn't have any setbacks once we started practicing. Um, so he strung together all these practices and when you're talented and you work hard, there's, you only get better when you practice. And that's, what's been so good about Debo these last, this last month, Kittle this last month. I mean, when guys don't get hurt and they can still play in a game and still practice, not to kill themselves in practice, but just to stay with their routine, all these guys get so much better. And that's that's been taken away a lot in the NFL um, just with the lack of anything in offseason and how little training camp is. So it's so it's so important to practice football throughout the year because you don't build it up in the offseason. He set himself up for the future, you know, like probably coming into this year, a lot of questions around the league about his sustainability and how he could fit in long term. You think he's done a lot to kind of raise his Yeah, stock? no doubt about it. I mean, everyone around the league knows how um, the talent he was coming out of college. Um, you know, he was starting to show that his rookie year, but then ever since that Dallas game, he just hasn't been right with his knee. And so it becomes a question of not 
how good can he get, but whether he can even play or not. And what he did this whole offseason was as big of a commitment as anyone has I've ever been around. You're still so nervous for the guy because they can't control their injuries. Um, but for him to be able to do this and play, now the tape looks what people anticipated, and the whole league has respect, and he's only going to get better. Practice restrictions make it harder than ever to develop young players. Oh, yeah. How do you develop them? People got to get hurt and they got to get in, and then usually they're not ready. So they look bad and then they lose their opportunity and sometimes they're out of league too fast. So like, that's one of the biggest challenges and that's, I think that's what's so hard for draft pick, picks sometimes to make teams and stuff because it's just there's not always time. You made it pretty clear uh, at the time that it happened that you didn't think much of the whole storyline of making a big deal about Wilkes coming down to the sideline. But the defense has been really good the last five games since the bye and, and did get better. What areas do you think got better for them? Um, well, it's, I mean, I, not because Steve is down there. I did his, I've loved him down there. I think he likes it down there too. But um, I think, I've said this before, but I think we played it, we've been playing as a group better on all three levels. I think in our, even in our five wins in a row to our three losses, I just think it was a little sporadic. Um, the D-line had their times, the linebackers had their times, the secondary did. I feel all three of those units have been just on all three levels have been matching each other better and that's led to more turnovers, it's led to more sacks, um, it's led to a lot more PBUs and uh, it's been awesome having them down there too. Center in your offense. Can you give perspective what kind of football IQ someone needs, and then it relates to Brendel, like when you realize kind of he had he had that ability. Um, I mean, it takes a ton. You know, it's it's really hard to identify everybody out there, get everyone on the same page, especially when you're quarterback and in our system. Um, we don't have our quarterback pointed out all the time. Um, we usually have the center do most of that. Quarterback's got to change some things, but most of it's on the center. And it's a huge challenge in our system. That's why a lot of places don't motion quite as much because uh, that makes it a lot harder on the center. It makes it harder on everybody. So you got to really work at that. You got a guy, you got to have a guy who can understand the moving parts, not only just on a chalkboard or before the game, but in the heat of battle. And it's, it's, it's really as hard as anything. And uh, he's been so good at it. You got to have a certain personality where you're constantly thinking and very, Gosh, I have lack of words. I'm about to say a wrong one, which I shouldn't. Um, but you got to be kind of neurotic about it, um, just thinking about it all the time and stuff because it it's constant thought because there's so much going on and so many moving parts, and uh, he fits that personality perfect and um, didn't get a lot of opportunities early in his career. Chris told us about him. First time we brought him here was during COVID. Uh, he ended up, first time I met him was when he came into my office three minutes before um, they had to opt out or not and something came up so he had to make a decision in like six minutes and so it was crazy just to lose a guy. Chris told me he had a chance but we didn't even know, I wasn't sure quite what he looked like at the time but when he opted out we got him back a year later and it was really that year we saw that he was made of the right stuff to learn our offense, his skill set, he would eventually be able to get in and do it and um, just being here and putting the time in it's really paid off and he's done a hell of a job for us these two years. 2016 Falcons question. Um, regarding Taylor, Gabriel, and Sanu, like they had specific roles, like what you wanted from them. How would you describe, like, just briefly, each of what you, when you got those guys, like, this is what you're going to do? Um, that's what we do for everybody. It's everyone has skill sets, and you try to put guys in the position to use their skill sets, and uh, that's their strengths. And when you, 
people usually got to work really hard on defense to stop people in their strengths. Um, every once in a while, you guys got to do what isn't a strength, but um, when you have more than one guy out there and a bunch of guys with different strengths, it usually balances people out. You can put one guy to do all the stuff and um, that he kind of majors in, and once they're taking that type of deal away with leverage or coverages or anything like that, instead of asking him to do something that he's not quite as good at, it's nice to have four other choices who are different in other areas. You don't always want the same guy. You want the best guys possible, um, but they come in all different shapes and sizes. We can't let him take all your guys. You guys good? Yeah. All right, okay. Thanks, guys. <laughs>